0: back to the stars made me do it what's up mimi's here and we got cool things to talk about i'm excited
1: yes i'm really excited too
0: we're gonna be talking about rulerships and empty houses that aren't supposedly aren't really empty and uh (laughs) (laughs) but before we get back into it um well i know we already said happy 2022 in the last episode but technically martha and i recorded that in 2021 so this is the first 2022 recorded yes new
1: 2022
0: yes and um just a reminder to if you're into reading magical books and stuff, uh, we're starting a new book and magical book club at magical.bookclub on Instagram. And it's the night circus and I'm excited and I'm, I'm really excited. I haven't read it. I know you've read it, but a while ago and yeah. I'm from what I've heard from everybody. I'm really excited to get into it. Yeah. I read it like, I don't know, five years ago and I'm really excited to reread it. It's like, yeah, it's so good. So check that out on Instagram. And then, um, also check out our regular Instagram at the stars, maybe podcast, because particularly for this episode, we posted on there about doing this episode and how we could use some listeners charts in this episode. And we had a bunch of people send their charts to us and we're going to talk about them at the end of this episode. So if you don't follow us over there, definitely. Um, Yeah, definitely do that. And if you're not on Instagram, we're also on Facebook. You can contact us there. And if you're not on any sort of socials, but you want to play along also on Patreon, that's (laughs) not really a social, um, but it kind of is. But if you want your chart to be included, you can just email your birth information and like tell us your pronouns
1: and tell us if you want to be anonymous or not. And where can they email, Sierra?
0: They can email at the stars made me podcast. No, at gmail.com the stars maybe podcast at gmail.com that was really smooth and slick. you got it
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: i listened to enough podcasts where now i know like
1: <laughs> yeah no yours was mine was like uh <laughs>
0: Anywho, oh my yeah.
1: So if you want, I mean, I think it's a great way for like listeners to engage and to also hear some stuff about their chart that maybe yeah. they didn't have that perspective. And like, if you feel like you got an empty house, that means you don't have anything regarding that topic or area of
0: life. That is not the case. It we is not the case. It. We are going to talk about that today. And before we do that, really cool thing that actually I just realized is that Spotify came out with a way to actually rate podcasts finally. Yes. So if you... Uh, listen to our podcast on Spotify, it would really be awesome if you could give us a rating since that's a new thing they're doing. And since it's a new thing they're doing, if enough people do it, since it's like a new rating thing, like we're not like a brand new podcast anymore, we could yes. really get noticed by more people. And that would be really awesome because yeah, there's a lot the of work that goes into this and yeah. I want people to know about it. No, but um, <laughs> no, but actually <laughs> no, but, but I'm very serious and trying not to sound like I'm begging you, but it would, <laughs> it would mean but a lot. Please, dear Lord. <laughs> please, uh, Yeah. Give us a rating on Spotify. And if you're, if you're a new person listening and you haven't yet rated on Apple, they let you leave a, like a written review too. And I, I check those all the time and I get so excited. Yeah. We get a new one. So thank you for everybody who has, and it really means a lot. It's like, you know, like the thing with the small businesses, when you buy from a small business, like somebody does a happy dance. Like I literally, literally yes. I do a happy dance when yeah. I get a review like for Seriously. this podcast so it means a lot when um, i get a
1: candle sale mitch will be like how are you feeling about it i'm like i'm real excited and he puts <laughs> up his hand and i high five like 20 times i'm like yeah somebody bought a candle like, yeah it, it really a is a happy dance in like in that business owner's kitchen or yeah living room or something And like so. this
0: podcast is like my baby slash business whatever it is yeah. and it means a lot so Thank you for those who have, and that would mean a lot for those who might. Yeah. And yeah, so now let's get into the thick of it. We're going to talk about- Into the thick of it. Into the thick of it, the rulerships and empty houses that are not really empty. And the um, astrology teacher that Mimi and I both learned- the a good chunk of what we know about astrology from she gets like really intense if we uh say that this empty house she's like no 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 (laughs) no that what now no 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 it's a house with no planets it's not an empty house it's a house with no planets so yeah Yeah, it's like if you think
1: about you have this house your house has many rooms like your physical house that you live in and like if nobody's in the bedroom right now doesn't mean you don't have a bedroom no that bedroom still has a vibe
0: you still have a bedroom I fucking love analogies. And that was a great, no, you do. (laughs) (laughs) That was so good. Yes. Your house that you live in with all the rooms in it. Like if nothing, if nobody's occupying that room, that, that room still has a personality, like maybe it's painted red, maybe it's painted green, maybe, you know, it's got whatever type of vibe going on in it. You still have a vibe of that room. I really like that. So that's kind of the same situation with houses. And if you haven't, Looked at your circle chart. This is very much like I know on CoStar, they it shows you like what uh planets are in what house, but it only shows you the the planets sorry, the houses that have the houses that have planets in them. So, yeah, they don't show you the circle chart, right? They don't show you the circle chart. So, I definitely suggest time passages or finding another way of putting in your circle chart, just or even like
1: cafe astrology if your phone is a brick. Who knows? Maybe someone out there has a Nokia.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, go ahead and and like, you know, T9 that into your uh, (laughs) your search engine.
1: (laughs) Oh my God. Anyways. T9 has been coming up. It has been coming up lately. Oh my God.
0: So the circle chart. And also just a little note here is that we're doing, there's a lot of different housing systems. There's a lot of different yeah. ways of reading your chart. And one of the very common and yeah, the one most that, traditional. Yeah, the most traditional and the one that we- are always talking about on this podcast is the Placidus house. system. Oh, sorry.
1: System. Placidus isn't the most traditional. Wholes- the other one is the most okay.
0: traditional. Whole- yes. Whole Placidus
1: being- is what like the modern astrologers have been using for the last few decades. It's been really, really popular.
0: Got it. So we are using Placidus. Yeah. And that's whenever we're talking about our charts, whenever we're talking about anybody else's, that's the system that we're looking at. And so if you are not, if you have no idea what that means, that's fine. Just yeah, hear that and move on. And if you do and know eventually, it, that-
1: we'll do a housing systems episode, so then you can maybe get a little little understanding of the differences
0: that we're talking about. Yeah, and if you totally get what that means, and you're like a whole sign person, that's cool. You are welcome here. And mm-hmm. uh, but we just know that that's the perspective that we're coming from. So- Join us. <laughs> <laughs> What's beautiful about
1: housing systems, and we don't have to get into it too much. I know, but um, I I think it's really awesome. When you speak to other astrologers that do use different housing systems, there's uh, what I've noticed. It isn't really a competition. There's validity in every system. It's just yeah. what seems to have worked for you. And like, sure, if you're going into certain techniques, it's like better in a whole sign or better in Placidus, but it, they all have validity and they're all incredible and magical.
0: And the thing that was a great example, if you listened to our episode over uh like, this past summer where we talked about Ayurveda and mm. um and what is it Vedic? yeah yeah uh that type of astrology it was like the difference between looking at somebody's face face on and looking at somebody's mm-hmm. profile where it's like we're still looking at the same thing but we're seeing different features. So yeah that's that's a diff that's like a little bit more extreme in that case in that mm-hmm. example. But it's almost like you just like you know when you close one eye and close the other like the computer like screen moves like a tiny it's a different bit. perspective. Yeah. It's just a little different perspective. But coming in with the analogies, I I, <laughs> I gotta see what part of my chart brings in the analogies because that's how I function. That is how yeah. I function. Um, So we're using Placidus and when it comes to your empty houses or it comes to houses in general, your whole chart is set up based on your ascendant. Mm -hmm. And I was listening to the girls over at um, the witching podcast. They did like an overview episode on astrology and Mm -hmm. it like the way that um, one of them explained your rising or ascendant sign. it, It was great. It was like when the. It's the constellation in the sky when um, on the hori- on the eastern horizon when you were born and mm-hmm. it's like the what is rising up in the sky. and so I think that that was a good visual that even though I understand what rising means it it was cool to hear and so that can maybe help some people like the constellation on the eastern horizon the moment you were born. and so that yeah. sets up the, the whole chart, the rest of your chart is like where that that moment. For the rest of your chart. So that's what your ascendant, your rising sign is.
1: I feel like I could go on a real existential tangent about how it's not actually a constellation, but we're not gonna talk about it. Okay.
0: (laughs) Because it's too complicated. And that's getting into other systems. Your restraint. I appreciate it. Thank you. Oh my gosh. So there are like natural rulers of the houses, which we've already talked about. You can listen to the episode on houses. Um, and then there's also, um, like the rulers of the houses in your chart and that's what's determined by your ascendant and your rising sign. So we all know I'm a Sagittarius rising. So that means that I know. (laughs) And so that means that my first house is ruled by Sagittarius, Mm -hmm. but that also means if you just look at a blank chart with nothing in it, the first house in general is ruled by Aries because it's the first sign mm-hmm. of the Zodiac, but we're going to be, we all kind of know that and have talked about it. The first sign is ruled by Aries, second sign is ruled by Taurus, third sign is ruled by Gemini. Like yeah. that we have gone that's over. That's like a basic
1: chart that has nobody's birth information in it. They yes. just deal it's with blank similar map.
0: energies and similar topics. It's like latitude, longitude, blank map. There's nothing charted yet. Like, mm-hmm. but that's how it's set up. And so, you know, what's North, South, East, and West, like for an astrology chart, for a Zodiac chart, you have the 12 houses and they are all, they're the where of the, of the, the chart. They're the where of the Zodiac and they all have rulers, you know, first house ruled by Aries, so on. But then using my example, I'm a Sagittarius rising. So my first house is ruled by Sagittarius because Mm -hmm. that point, that rising point that, you know, coming up the, the constellation archer. yeah. It's right there at my first house. So my first house is ruled by Sagittarius. And that's mm-hmm. what it means with your rising sign. And it, it kind of like, I know this is getting into it a little bit, like, but we know like if Aries is the natural ruler of the first house, Aries is this the sign of I am. And so that's mm-hmm. why your ascendant, your rising sign Being that sign on that first house is what people see you as, yeah. And also,
1: yeah, the first house is your identity. So, like, just thinking about Aries, I am versus identity; those are so intermingled and so related to each other. Yeah. And so, of course, whatever's in your first house is related to very similar topics as Aries. And this is sort of a simplification of how we can look at the houses. It's a great tool to use if you feel like you don't have a good understanding of what each house means, because there are Points that, like, uh, for example, we think of sex as hello, getting into it. We think of sex as eighth house because it's Scorpio, right? Like, we think of Scorpio as highly sexual uh, energy, but the fifth house also rules sex, even though we don't associate Leo with sex, but it does rule procreation and it rules children. So, that's just one way in which houses sort of switch it up but for the purposes of this it is a really great tool to be able to simply say first house aries aries topics second house Taurus topics and themes and energy even if you feel like you relate to like feeling energy well yeah Um, so that's sort of the system we're going to be using for this episode
0: yeah and using what you just said so like aries aries topics so the whole like Mm -hmm. you know um very much the the main I don't know your, what did you say before your, your person, not like your personality, but your identity, your identity. So yeah. Aries is like the identity. If you don't have any planets in your first house, that doesn't mean <laughs> you don't have an identity. It yeah. means that your rising sign is there. That's why it's you know important. Yeah. And that is what a lot of people identify you as. So mm-hmm. knowing that if you want to like Find a very like specific, like you're the planets are like, I think of them as kind of like a funneling, like a very like pinpoint, like we now have this information is being funneled through Jupiter. This information is being funneled through Mars. And so it's really very specific. And it has a a really specific energy that it's like going through. It's almost like if you're drinking something out of a straw versus if you're just drinking out of the glass, I feel like Mm. there's like this many straws or like, these are the planets that are going on, but you still have like stuff going on in that glass if you're not drinking a straw. And so if you want to know more about planets and them affecting your personality, there's a planets episode. And also we did an episode on mutual reception where we talked a lot about planets again. So that's a tool for Mm -hmm. you. But Just know that through all this, like houses are not empty because every house has a ruling sign. So you might have planets in a house, you might not, but every single, yeah, every single house is ruled by a sign. Exactly. And that's where people like, I have absolutely no air planets in my,
1: in my chart, but that doesn't mean that I have no air qualities because everybody holds all of the energy of all of the signs in some area of their life
0: yes which is why when people get super like shitty about certain signs like well i don't have any gemini placements so i'm great it's like, it's yes like, you
1: do <laughs> yeah you
0: do like stop sign hating everybody has all the signs in yeah. your chart it's just like that focused energy you might not have as a planet yeah. you know exactly but you and have it's just all a matter of, of
1: like uh proportions you know it's sort of like left brain versus right brain just because you are more right brain doesn't mean you don't have a left side of your brain it exactly. just means you probably use 90% of your right brain and 10% of your left brain but, but it's, it's still, still there. there yeah yeah, yeah. except exactly. for all our half-brained audience members I guess I how you know. doing how's it going how are you feeling <laughs> okay we're here for you okay <laughs> moving on <laughs> all right so
0: um I, I have total new
1: vocab. I wanted to. I was going to say too.
0: Yeah, I feel I like totally this... knew these before this episode. Absolutely, <laughs> <laughs>
1: Mimi decided to just throw in some extra information. No, I love and it. And this, we could definitely expand on it to like have another houses episode and talk about it more. But just like some new vocab that we could kind of throw in here. Um, so we all know we have the cardinal fixed and mutable signs, um, and houses are also broke down into three similar energies or three similar categories. And so the angular houses are the angles that we all know. So ascendant, which is the rising, the nadir, which is right on the first house or sorry, fourth house, the descendant, which is opposite the ascendant, that's the seventh house and the midheaven, which we know as the 10th house cusp. And these are all known as the angles. They're like, they sort of equate to that cardinal energy, right? Because natural rulers are all those cardinal signs.
0: I'm going to pause there and bring that down a level. Okay. Like, no, no, no. Like just for like basic simplify it. That was yeah. beautifully done. I'm just like <laughs> for my own sake too. So angular houses are mm-hmm. the houses of cardinal signs essentially. Yeah. So yeah. first house is ruled by Aries. Aries mm-hmm. is a cardinal sign. The first house is an angular house. It is very yeah. houses and signs there. There's a little like nuanced difference. You can't say that Aries and the first house are exactly the same. Synonymous, yeah. Yeah. But they're they've got pretty similar energies going on. So what Mimi just went over were the angular houses, and they're all of the houses that are ruled by cardinal signs. So first house ruled by Aries, like you said, fourth Cancer, seventh Libra, Libra, tenth Capricorn. Tenth Capricorn. (laughs) Voila. Okay: Yeah. Um,
1: so then we move on, and so the houses after all the angular ones, so the second house, fifth house, eighth house and 11th house are what we call succeedent houses. And so those are all houses that are um, typically associated with the fixed signs: Taurus, yeah. Leo, Scorpio, Aquarius. And then the last houses of the pattern are associated with the mutable signs. And that is the third house, Gemini, sixth house, Virgo, ninth house, Sagittarius, twelfth house, Pisces. And those,
0: and those are, are cadent. 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 I, I enjoy yeah. that word. I like it too, because you know what I love about cadence? It's
1: like, it's so rhythmic. It's so, um. it's very musical. And so with that, it, you kind of. Go with the flow, flow especially exactly like you flow with it. And cadent houses are typically, if you have a lot of things in your cadent houses, it means that you put a lot of thought before you take action. You know, Mm -hmm. you're sort of assessing situations, and it's the thought before you,
0: you, uh, yeah, move forward. I need to assess this because I'm just thinking like, if you look at your chart and you have majority like fixed signs, you know, that mm-hmm. you're a fixed person, but it would be cool to look at my chart and be like, do I have majority like yeah. succeed in houses? Meaning like I'm a little bit more fixed, even for a mutable sign. Like that would be really interesting. Well, so to what's, look
1: into. what's cool about then looking at houses it, is it's not so much about your personality and more about like your life as a picture right and so seeing like oh your life is a lot of the cardinal it's a lot of like moving forward taking action starting new things whereas if you have a lot of things in succeeding houses it's like you're very firmly placed and it takes a while for you to make big moves in your life or something like that so it so is personality but it's also sort of like the map of your life
0: and how yeah. it plays out that's so interesting because i'm very cardinal and mutable ruled and just thinking through it i have a lot of um, angular and cadent houses mm-hmm. so that that matches up very yeah. cool you know so fun new vocabulary
1: and yeah. then
0: um, you're gonna use like like we said before the house's natural ruler to understand where in your life these energies are happening okay and here's mm-hmm. my big here's my big example I'm gonna get into it yes looked, here we go I looked at <laughs> my chart Me's chart and found like what house does she have something in that I don't have anything in? It's not mm-hmm. empty though. <laughs> but so the third house, the third house, which now I know is a Caden house mm. um, is ruled by Gemini. It's the third side of the Zodiac third house. We know this. So the third house deals with communities, communication, siblings, and it's the, I think parts of yep. life. And so if you have planets in the third house, then those third house energies, Like almost have like, this is what I was saying, like a specific avenue where they're directed. So if you have planets in your third house, it's like, okay, so all of those communication siblings, like communities part are all kind of funneled down this one street of Mars or whatever it is, you know, but so, and I have Jupiter and North node
1: in my third house. So they're being really that those like third house energies are being really, really specifically expressed because there's the planet and there's like a North node, which is very, very
0: prominent. That's important. Yeah. So like those Jupiter energies, remember like the planet is the what, so what's being expressed in that third house, like part of life, it's the expansion and the higher learning and the luck. And then also your North node, like where, you know, what your goal is this time you find that in your life. Yeah. In a third house location, like in Mm -hmm. those communities in that, like, you know, those quick learning and that communication. And so in Mimi's chart, the third, the ruler of Mimi's third house is Libra. So that means that the moment that third house starts in her chart, the sign is Libra on the Mm -hmm. third house. That's where it starts. But since remember, we're using that Placidus system, it means that like you can have more than one sign in a house. Essentially, that's just like.
1: sierra's capricorn moon is in the first house even though she's a sagittarius rising
0: yeah and so even though mimi's third house is ruled by libra remember her energy is focused in on those planets because there's planets there now and so her planets there like jupiter and then north node the node is in Mm -hmm. scorpio in her third house so even though her house that house is ruled by libra she's got a lot of energy focused in, in that Scorpio area. So it's like- Let me
1: know what you think my purpose is, everyone.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just, just a quick aside there. It's just a quick, like, please help me figure out my life's purpose. <laughs> but Another like- existential crisis coming. <laughs> but like, Mimi's luck and learning uh, and expansion, that Jupiter planet and her main goal, the North node show up in that Scorpio way. So that sign is the, how do they show up? They show up in a Scorpio way and they're showing up in the way she communicates in the way she is with her siblings in the way she's with their communities, because that house, that third house is dealing with the where. Okay. Yep. And so that's very much like normally how we read a chart. If you get a chart reading from either of us, you like, we would focus in on where are the main, like, where's your son? What house is it's in your son's yeah, your, where main are life your main son? Yeah. And like, focus on that part of it so that's very like how you normally go through and read a chart but now we're going back to that whole purpose of this is like that empty houses so yeah I don't have anything in my I don't have any planets in my third as we
1: all know Sierra's so good at communicating (laughs) so there's no way that an empty house means there's no you know there's no skill in those areas of life yeah
0: I wrote in the notes, I'm like, does this mean that Sierra has no communities or way of communicating or way of thinking? Like, I yeah. sure hope not. Um, or no siblings. But I thought that was interesting because I have an empty technically, I have no planets in my third house. And the third yeah. house is ruled by sibling or is uh, siblings is part of the third house. And I yeah. don't have any siblings. So, but what we came up in the hereditary astrology
1: was, yes, you don't have any siblings like blood related, but you've got these cos- cosmic cousins everywhere. Yeah.
0: So. yeah. Which is very cool. So yeah just because I don't have anything in my third house doesn't mean that I don't have anything going on. It means that unlike Mimi, who has something focused in there, we can specifically look at, okay, this is Jupiter. It's in Scorpio. Like, Mm -hmm. what does that mean in this third house location? What we do for me is like, we look at the ruler at my ruler of the third house. So then the way that you do that is Okay. Hang on. I want to make sure I do this like breathe. (laughs) I'm like getting into it. Okay. We know that. Okay. My third house is ruled by Pisces. So that means that the way that I communicate is very intuitive. I don't have any prominent water placements in my chart and water placements are thought to be like the most intuitive placements but mm-hmm. I'm super freaking intuitive and it makes sense because my house of communication is ruled mm-hmm. by a water sign. My house of communicating and communities is ruled by Pisces, which is a water sign and is like the psychic sign of the Zodiac. So my communication, yeah. like even though I don't technically have any planets in Pisces, I have my third house ruled by Pisces, which is my communication. So mm. that, that whole Pisces energy is is there, even if there's not, that's where, if you
1: are saying I have no Pisces placements, no, you don't have any Pisces placements, but you do have Pisces in your chart. Exactly.
0: Exactly. And so like going back to like, if you want to physically find out what is ruling one of your empty houses or really any of your houses, what you did is. So if you look at your circle chart, you start at that ascendant rising, which is like, if you think of a clock face, it's at nine o'clock. Mm -hmm. And then you go counterclockwise. So going down to that third house, like you go to the right (laughs) counterclockwise, you would find that the sign that is touching that line that starts the third house is Pisces for me. And so if you take that, um, we want to then take that a step further. We want to like, not just, okay, cool. Sierra communicates in a Pisces way. Okay, cool. So your third house is
1: Pisces, but there's a ruler of that house, And so then what you have to do is go and we you've talked about what planets rule what signs. And so we know that Pisces is ruled in a
0: modern way is ruled by Neptune. Exactly. So then we want to look at where Neptune is in your chart. This is an extra flavor. So it's like we've done the steps of like, oh, hey, there's nothing in this house. It's like the third house communication communities. It's there's nothing going on. But oh, hey, there's Pisces on it. That means there's this Pisces energy. But I want more. I want more flavor. I want more salt in it so where does my
1: intuitive communication come from
0: and so Pisces ruled by Neptune let's go find Neptune in my chart and Neptune is in Capricorn because of course it is for me and (laughs) and it's in my first house so oh I like you added these notes I like this (laughs) you
1: can say it. <laughs> uh, so basically i noticed that her neptune was in the first house and so that means that sierra's like intuitive way of communicating and building communities without having to plan it logistically she just does it without having to think about it it's simply part of her nature and it's strongly tied to her identity because it's in that first house of i am this is who this is who me is you know this is who
0: me is <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, if we ever do merch, I want that on a sweatshirt. This is who me is. Me. <laughs> <laughs> it makes. I mean, I knew it sounded wrong, but I no. It's it, it's so.
0: fantastic. I thought you okay. Anyway, <laughs>
1: so so that's yeah. That's how you look at what. Uh, that's a rulership essentially. Is Neptune rules her third house because her third house is Pisces. Neptune is in the first house of identity, and it's Capricorn also, but you mostly want to look at how your communication comes up like through that house. Yeah. I would say it's kind of more strongly. It's an extra associated. house
0: flavor. It's yeah. like an extra flavor. So I'm just going to just that one little section. Cause I feel like that's the most important section. I'm going to recap mm-hmm. that one little section. Go for it. Empty house, which is not empty. It's a house with no planets. Sheila, if you're listening, it's a house with no planets. And <laughs> Have so I said it enough? <laughs> <laughs> my third house with no planets. We went, we found out what starts on it. We went from the ascendant counterclockwise down. Okay. Pisces is on that line. So that means I have a Pisces way of communicating. So Pisces is flavoring that third house, but Hey, I want more flavor. Who rules Pisces? Neptune rules Pisces. Cool. Where's Neptune? I found Neptune. Neptune's in my first house. So that means that that third house has an extra first house flavoring going on. Voila. Bref.
1: <laughs> okay <laughs> slowly okay. learning French one word at a time.
0: Okay. oh my God. so, so this what? comes to the part where you guys help you us guys out. come in yeah, so we pulled up some charts from the people who responded on Instagram, and we're gonna go over like an example through each of these charts of someone who doesn't have any planets in their first house, and what mm-hmm. that means so want to want to start us off sure um so i'm
1: assuming this person is french so it's caroline yes okay um (laughs) (laughs) i'm not going to continue saying that so (laughs) (laughs) however um do you have like houses that you're looking at through each chart or are we just uh i feeling we winging
0: we are winging okay
1: i have houses in each one that i like so that we have different houses for everybody. But um, basically cool. for Caroline, I noticed that the seventh house was empty. I could say Caroline, but I've grown up with no, people It's Caroline. my name wrong. Yeah, so I yeah. got to say it. <laughs> um, so her, I wanted to look at her seventh house uh, because her seventh house is empty. But that yeah. doesn't mean she doesn't ever have any relationships with any other humans ever.
0: No relationships. Seventh house. Okay, seventh house is ruled naturally by Libra. And the mm-hmm. seventh house deals with relationships with Everybody else that's not you, but and right. also romantic relationships as like can be yeah, specific. Absolutely. It's ruled by Venus. Partnerships. So, yeah, yeah, exactly.
1: So her seventh house, although empty, is ruled by Aries. So that to me already indicates that like her relationships with other people are exciting, they're passionate, and they can happen quickly. Like she'll make friends quickly. Um, people see her as this sort of Aries fun um uh, impulsive person. Yeah. Uh, But we want to look at um, the planet that rules Aries, which is Mars. Yeah. So then we find Mars, which happens to be in Cancer, in her 10th house. Already, Mm. this is a lot of cardinal and angular energy because we're looking at 7th house, which is ruled by a cardinal sign, 10th house, which is ruled by a cardinal sign, and Mars is in Cancer, a cardinal sign. Ooh, Caroline. I know. (laughs) So... (laughs) I would think that this shows her relationships are obviously like heavily influenced by what she does for work or like how she presents herself to the world. Those are those 10th house placements I have in my notes. She don't take no shit. Mm. Um, (laughs) And I, I would also think that she is like an instigator of relationships that she would make the first move if she were like, meeting somebody special or in friendships, she would text them first and like initiate plans. Um, I love this. That she, she's the initiator in her friendships and in her partnerships.
0: So much cardinal energy. Love it. Yeah. Very cool. So yeah. Carolyn, you don't have an empty seventh house. You have no. a seventh house ruled by Aries with an extra flavor of that Mars and cancer in the 10th house. So work being and like, and, and social standing being really important in that Mm -hmm. way yeah yeah
1: and also just a little side note like where Aries is in your chart is sort of where you come alive you know Mm -hmm. because Aries that first sign it's like it's literally like, if you think of how it plays out in life, you are birthed and that's like Aries energy. Cause it's like the journey has begun. Yeah. And so it's sort of where you come alive. So although your seventh house is empty, it doesn't mean that you are completely like numb to all relationships and totally like that topic is void. It means you actually come alive in your relationships. You thrive, you bring that initiation.
0: Love it. That's yeah. beautiful. Very yeah. nice. I I'm not going to do a great job with this. I feel like I should just keep playing. You know. No, what are you talking about? I'm like, that was so nicely done. Okay. Mine's going to be slower than that. Great. Was. Okay. So our next person, we have Lunar who shared uh, her chart with us. And I like is that. Is you- her name? Um, That's what she told me her name was. So. I
1: love that
0: name. Yeah. Very, very fun. Very, very. Yeah. Yes. I okay. used to like Luna, but Lunar is very cool. Oh, yes. Very cool. And very appropriate for this This, show. Yeah, absolutely. So Lunar doesn't have any planets in the first house. So you have no personality. No, You have absolutely no identity or (laughs) sense of self. (laughs) Absolutely not. So what you do here is that her first house, she is a cancer rising. So we know that that's her first house is ruled by cancer. Mm Mm-hmm. So then we'll give you all a minute here. What's the planet that's associated with cancer? Anybody? Bum,
1: bum, bum, anybody? Bum,
0: bum, bum, bum. The moon! The moon. <laughs> oh,
1: shit. We're <laughs> Was that good for anybody else but us? I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't
0: know. So the moon is the ruler of cancer. And so we're going to go find the moon in her chart. And the moon is in... Uh, it's in libra but it's in the third house Mm -hmm. so again we have a i mean cancer being cardinal in that first house and Mm -hmm. then in the sign of libra but it's also in the third house so it's that cadent house Mm -hmm. but it's in the house that is naturally ruled by gemini gemini yeah yeah so that means that that first house of identity we have that cancer ascendant So we have that, that's the way that the world sees you in that family type vibe and that very nurturing and the intuitive and Mm -hmm. emotions are a big deal. And, and people probably feel really safe sharing those with you, but also probably feel really safe communicating them with you because with that Gemini energy, that extra Gemini energy, there, going to cancer, finding the moon, it being in the third house, being ruled by Gemini. And also it's in
1: Libra. Yeah. Libra.
0: So, a lot of like a lot of communication. And I would think communicating when it comes to feelings and yeah, and also just in like. That would be if you're in like a group of people in that community area, or maybe you're the one that like your siblings are like, please talk to mom for us, you know? So literally you are just like <laughs> reading my notes, but really intuitively. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I said, this indicates to me, she would put a lot of focus on the way she processes emotion. Yeah. Uh, I've said, maybe she's a little indecisive, uh, but also she is the friend that everyone would go to when they need a decision made because they know that she'll have like the best advice. Right.
0: Love it. Yeah. Love it so hopefully yeah. that resonates and uh and yeah let's go on to uh our our third person
1: yes Tabata.
0: yeah what's up Tabata hello
1: so I uh I noticed her fifth house was empty which means uh that she doesn't have any capacity for joy or self-expression right that's doesn't what that we would suck? all think. it must suck to be that way <laughs> Yeah. Like, no, you absolutely have capacity for joy and for self-expression. And, um, so we look at the ruler of her fifth house, which is Virgo. And we know that the ruler of Virgo is Mercury. So we want to look at where Mercury is in her chart happens to be in Pisces and in the 11th house. I'm going to go one, one step deeper. Now that we've gotten a little comfortable with these rulerships, not only is Mercury in the 11th house in Pisces, It's also right exactly with the planet Mars too. So then you can start looking at how the ruler of a certain house is being affected by other planets. And so where Virgo on the fifth heist, fifth heist, fifth house (laughs) could show some restraint when it comes to really expressing yourself because Virgo tends to be like much more mulling it over within, within the self um, Mercury conjunct Mars in the 11th of really loud, la- large crowds that shows that Marie can actually, or sorry, Tabata, uh, can actually speak quite loudly and boldly. Right. Cause Mercury yeah. rules how you speak up yeah. and Mars is like loud. It's bold. It's intense. And so even though a Virgo fifth house would show that you show restraint and you don't express yourself creatively, um, you know, without like putting a lot of thought and detail into it, Mercury in the 11th with Mars, there actually says you're the life of the party. You speak loudly at parties. Yeah. You like to communicate and you like to you like to speak. You like to get to know a lot of people.
0: Yeah, and that's another reason why looking at your whole chart matters. Because even though we gave you that whole little formula to follow, like find the sign that's on that house, then go and find the planet that rules this house. When we did that in Tabitha's chart. We then found that where, so Mercury is what we were looking for. Mercury is sitting on top of Mars. So that's called being conjunct. We'll get into that in another episode with that vocabulary. But so when you have two planets that are like, I think of that as being shish kebab, like you can shish kebab those planets in your chart. And so we can't have Mercury without Mars there because they're shish kebab together. So like they're both going to be affecting that. So that's another whole level That is why you can't just look at your chart and you can't look at somebody else's chart too and be like, you have no self-expression. It is empty. You have no childlike joy because you have nothing in your fifth house. Like not at all. Well, and what's so
1: interesting is like my partner, Mitch has Virgo on the fifth house as well. So uh, naturally you would think, okay, so he really thinks a lot before he expresses himself. Um, And where Tabata's ruler was Mercury in the 11th, Mitch's Mercury is in the 12th. So where... Tabata is like, I really express myself at parties. Mitch is, you know, I express myself quietly when I feel comfortable. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So that's why looking at the ruler, like a Virgo fifth house could mean many different things depending yes. on where the ruler of that Virgo is. Yes.
0: Yes. <laughs> Love it. Yeah, so yeah. now we're going to talk about Brooke. Yeah. Brooke has nothing in her ninth house. And so, there's no higher learning, no expansion, no, no spiritual no, beliefs, no spiritual beliefs. And oh my god, it's so funny just knowing Brooke. Like, I know this is double Pisces. <laughs> yeah, this is Brooke from a Pisces episode, um, <laughs> which is just like, you know, someone who moved across the world to another country is like getting mm-hmm. like higher degrees and is like such a spiritual person. Anyway, so yeah, and obviously, teachers, like, obviously that's not the case. So for her. We have nothing going on in the ninth house, but her ninth house is ruled by Libra. So then, okay, we're going to do our little da 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 What rules Libra? Do you know? Have you listened? Have you listened to the episodes? Libra is ruled by Venus. Venus! So so, I like how we both want a little Pee-wee Herman on that. So (laughs) (laughs) Libra is ruled by Venus. So then we go and find Venus in her chart and venus is in <clears throat> aries in the second house so yes we have that like extra like that second house natural rule by taurus extra taurus energy so like i feel like like it's the tangible shit like needing some of that like um and it's the comforts and it's the things of value. So how you learn more, how you expand more, like your spiritual things, like needing to be able to like touch it, see it, like, mm. I don't know, feel it in. And even just, uh, I'm just thinking of, um, like a tourist vibe of like, even just taking a nap can be like a spiritual type of mm. yeah experience, you know?
1: Yeah. I felt like with her, um, yeah, Libra, ninth house ruled by Venus in Aries in the second, I sort of felt like, okay, so it looks like you have absolutely no spiritual beliefs or uh, you know, belief in higher education, but actually it's in your house of your core values and what you value most. Yeah. And Venus, I mean, Libra, we all know is like, we put other people as a high regard, like we give a lot of weight to other people and their opinions, but that Venus is an Aries. So while you, you might, she might like to have conversations with others and expand through other people's experiences. That doesn't necessarily mean that she's going to waver on her core beliefs and values because Venus is an Aries of, yeah. I know what
0: I value. Yeah.
1: You know, so that rule, she has a very strong understanding of what she believes in and yeah. like what sort of education she seeks.
0: Yeah. Love it. Love it. Yeah good stuff yeah yep all righty so then uh, why don't you moving on
1: to our next person and uh we are going to call her geraldine for the purposes yes. of respecting her privacy she wanted to be anonymous up, Geraldine. Um, hello geraldine so her second house is empty which uh, i guess that means she has no core values or any money no nope. so just absolutely none. Uh, <laughs> totally opposite, though. She's a close friend of mine, and I know she, she does well. And so she has a strong standing in her finances and in what she values. So it is ruled by Virgo. So then we look at what rules Virgo, It is Mercury. So we look at where her Mercury is, it's actually in the eighth house. And what's so mm. interesting about her, because I do know her and I know her life, she literally makes her money by working in a communication department which is mercurial at a trading company which is other people's money and that's eighth house right there.
0: I love astrology. I love <laughs> I love astrology. Okay, like for those of you who don't like know the second house is normally like your own personal money. The eighth house is other people's money. other people's money. Yeah. And so like having an empty second house you might think, oh my God, like I have no money of my own. And then we did this whole little like situation to find out where, you know, the rulership and everything. And it's like in the house of other people's money. So other people's money becoming your money. <laughs>
1: exactly. I know. I thought that was so, so incredible. And like the fact that it was even in a communications department that she makes her money, second house, she makes her money through Mercury, which is communications. She works in like uh, customer support and she's always like texting or typing or you know
0: yeah talking
1: to somebody about how they need to manage their money or something love it i know beautiful love it.
0: so good so good thanks Geraldine. Right. thanks Geraldine. all right <laughs> i'm gonna adjust this so i can see it better our last person that we're gonna go over is lily i'm struggling yeah I'm struggling. i know i'm
1: sorry it was okay. my fault
0: i'm gonna open it up on my computer um all right lily where you at i got you So Lily does not have anything going on in her 11th house and her 11th house is ruled by Virgo. So again, again. another house ruled by Virgo. It's cool that like in these people's charts, it's completely ruling different houses. So it's going to have a completely different effect and their mercuries are going to be in different locations having a completely a different effect. So Lily, your 11th house is ruled by Virgo. So that would feel like if we just look at that, Okay. 11th house is naturally ruled by Aquarius. It's like the humanitarian. It is the large social groups. It's the, Mm -hmm. um, like dreams of future. Yes, exactly. And so we're going to find Mercury in your chart and Mercury is in the first house in Sagittarius. So applying that like, uh, 11th house Virgo, then going to that first house Sagittarius Just to me, that really says like when it comes to social circles, like you have arrived, like you, like everybody knows that you have arrived. It's that first house energy flavoring on top of that 11th house. So in your large social circles, you need to be a prominent part of it. You need it to be a little bit of like a eyes on me moment. And like, you know, I don't want that to necessarily mean like everybody, if you, if you have this placement, oh, you're super extroverted. Like maybe you're not in all Mm. like situations, but maybe in large social circles is where you are, you know, Yeah, you do well in large social circles where it, and that that fiery energy too is coming from that first house in Sage, yeah. and that's flavoring on top of the eleventh house that doesn't have anything in it, but yeah. has that Mercury again. If you would think of like Mercury or sorry Virgo, if you think of Virgo as like very like calculating, very organized, but then we have this extra fire energy and Cardinal energy coming on top of it, so yeah. it's a whole another flavor of how you function in this like. Betterment of humanity, social circles, way.
1: Yeah. And I feel like also you are likely to be at parties where there are many people not of your background. Yeah. You literally live in a foreign country or you know, you're dealing with people who are very different from you. And Aquarius is also that like very different kind of people. Yep. Um, and not to mention that Mercury is also, again, there's a conjunction with the planet Venus. Mm. So she Comes off as like very friendly, as very open to open to new perspectives, right? Because that's eleventh, and yeah, and it's what people see. It's her first house. Yeah, It's very strong.
0: Yeah, I love that. I love that. Like the especially like some of these people, which I do know, and like even yeah. you know, uh, I, I'm curious for the ones that we've gone over that I don't. Yeah. it's really cool to see it because I do see that. I do yeah. really see that um, with the ones that we've gone over that I do know. And um, yeah. And I love the extra flavor at it. And I like, want to go do mine now. I want to go through more of my houses. With... Well,
1: let's look at some of yours. Let's okay, do it. Okay. 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 I'm going to, I want at... to do mine too.
0: Okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so we did your third. Oh, I want to do
0: like, what about,
1: what were you going to say? Well, you just have quite a few empty houses.
0: So I have third, quite fourth, a few fifth,
1: houses. seventh, mm-hmm. ninth, and 10th, which one do you want to do?
0: I'm curious about 7th because we were talking about uh Caroline 7th mm. who that was also empty and I want to do that okay yeah but it's bringing it back to oh interesting okay yeah right. I know I know I don't know how I feel about this
1: <clears throat> so do you not want to open yourself up like that we can open me up I just don't get it oh okay <laughs> I got you girl I'm gonna open you up
0: <laughs>
1: god sorry take it back I didn't I meant it like surgery
0: <laughs> that's how I took it okay, okay. <laughs> We're gonna ah! run on okay. my Editing, seventh house.
1: My, I'm probably I'm gonna leave it in.
0: I'm probably gonna leave it no!
1: in. No! <laughs> okay. All okay. right. So Sierra, also, like one of our prior guests, has an empty seventh house, which means she's never gonna get married. She'll never have prominent relationships. Nope. Nope. Spoiler alert. She's currently married and has many, many friendships. So <laughs> We will see what rules her seventh house. It is Gemini. So we're going to look at what planet rules Gemini. And lo and behold, Mercury is like- Mercury's coming to play today. Yeah. So we look at where her Mercury is because that is what rules her relationships. It is in the 12th house and it is in Sagittarius. So what you don't know, maybe don't know about Sierra is that she didn't have a lot of partners before she found her person yeah and so that 12th house of maybe not really available uh that's sort of like a softness a shyness a vulnerability of not like letting yourself be seen by possible suitors
0: that's so interesting
1: and then by the time you were ready you married a damn foreigner
0: (laughs) in the nicest way possible love guillaume
1: (laughs) love people of all different backgrounds obviously (laughs)
0: that's so interesting that that definitely. Yeah. Because I always look at like my, you know, you look at Venus when you think of relationships and Mars Mm -hmm. and like my Venus and Mars are opposite each other. And I don't even like know how to even interpret that half the time. Like I know how to interpret it. If it's not me, it's hard Mm -hmm. to like interpret it in my own life. But then when we're looking at this, it's like, wow, let's go to that seventh house
1: yeah and that's where the like differentiation of the where how and what or yeah. sorry what how and where is important because if you're looking at the relationships in the map of your life you want to look at the seventh house yeah that's the area of life you want to look at venus is more about how you relate to other people mm-hmm. how you you know how you, how you are deal with in a relationship yeah exactly yeah and um yeah. And then even, even if we weren't to look at the ruler of your seventh house, you've got Gemini on the seventh, you literally create friendships and create partnerships through your communication. Yeah. So that third house and seventh house that we were talking about, well, Sierra obviously has no communication skills. It's actually the exact opposite. She yeah. has all of these communication skills, even though it's I just don't because have it's plan, an empty it's house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So
0: cool. Okay. Let's do one Very of yours, cool and then we'll all wrap it right. up. What house Um, shall we do for you?
1: Hmm. Uh, Which one do you
0: feel connected to? I'm feeling the sixth house. Oh, okay. I don't have anything going on in your sixth house. So nothing. So sixth house is the house that's naturally ruled by Virgo, and so very like daily routines, organization, um, like your day to day life at at work. You know that that type of. Mm That type of energies. And so you have nothing going on there, meaning you have no work, you have no organization, you have no, oh my God. You're like I mean, kind of checks out. <laughs> no, um, you're like the spreadsheet queen, so that doesn't check out. But
1: yeah, you're right, you're
0: right. <laughs> so the sixth house, while nothing is in it, it is ruled by Aquarius for you. So we're gonna go find Uranus, and it is <laughs> you're chaos. <laughs> you're chaos. I gotta find it. Um, where is it? it's in Capricorn and it's in the fifth house. So you have like an expression and like a fiery creativeness that comes into your everyday, like the everyday routine, your daily life, your, the way you organize things. It's like a a vibrancy, a, Mm -hmm. a creativity, this like, like very much a all eyes on me type of energy too, that comes into that, which makes so much sense.
1: It's also very chaotic because having Uranus in Capricorn, I mean, like my sixth house, I so relate to it because I do have Aquarius on my day-to-day routine. I only just started like really paying attention to what I do in the mornings so, or like setting a routine for myself and then to realize that, of course, like it's unpredictable. I never know what I'm going to do when I wake up in the morning. Uranus is in that sign of Capricorn of like doing things rigidly, but it's Uranus. You're never going to be able to predict how you do it ever. Yeah. And it's also intercepted, which, you know, you had talked about interceptions in an episode before. And um, it's like, yeah, maybe I'm just not supposed to know what my routine is right now.
0: But with we'll that fifth there. house, with that fifth house energy though, of that, you know, fifth house is the natural ruler of Leo. So you have an extra Leo flavor when it comes bringing to bringing my heart to what yeah, I do, bringing your heart to it. And also like you're, you're not afraid to be putting yourself, you know, on YouTube, on Instagram, on whatever it is, like you're, yeah, go follow me guys. Yeah. <laughs> Harvey plug. Yeah.
1: yeah. So I think that that checks out. That's a good point. Yeah. That's interesting. I like it. bringing my heart to every day.
0: Yeah. Very cool. I like it. I like well, it a lot. This was fun. I this like was this. Fun.
1: I like this, uh, this topic. And yeah. if anybody is still confused or, you know, curious about what their empty houses mean, just use, use the tools that we, we taught you today.
0: Yeah. And maybe we can even do a live sometime just like, uh, mm-hmm. or even over on Patreon to like dig into it more like yeah. looking at your chart and going over one of those empty houses or remember yeah. that if you go to the website uh, the stars it.com you can get a reading so yeah. that's also totally an option and the uh top tier patreon members get a reading when you join yeah. so if you're interested and- remember that
1: we are really getting into like the details of how to look at a chart like if you are somewhat confused by this totally normal, totally fine. I'm a professional astrologer. And sometimes I get confused. I'm like, what am I even looking at? What are these symbols? Yeah. If you're getting this like, good for you. You're really like using this tool to get to know yourself, to get to know your friends, understanding other people. Like, yeah, it's just
0: awesome. So good job, you guys. Yeah. And again, if you're like, that's totally not me. That's okay. You guys anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That's okay (laughs) too. Even just for like, I mean, it's one of those things where if I listen to this when I first started getting into astrology, I would have been like, nope, too complicated, yep. no idea. Yeah. But it's also like, just knowing that this tool is out there for when you do get more into it. And, yeah. or if you are really into astrology, but you never knew that you could look at the rulers to find mm-hmm. this extra flavor. You know, there's like yeah. all different, all different levels yeah. here. Everybody's What's great welcome. I think about
1: like what you've done with this podcast is that like If someone's like, you know, I don't even know what the fifth house means or like, what does Taurus even mean? You have episodes to refer to, you know? So if you, if there's anyone who's like, I don't know how you got there, like go listen to previous episodes where we do really, you really go in depth about what certain houses and signs mean. Yeah. Really useful. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. Definitely use the other episodes as a tool if this was super confusing or reach out. I mean, I'm always, I'm always behind that Instagram. So let me know. (laughs) but otherwise i'm not going to cat moon recap it i already cat moon recap the most important part but um, that was really cool thanks for those of you who reached out to us with your charts that was fun uh definitely let us know uh feel free to message back after you listen to this to let us know if that connected and how that connected that would be really cool feedback it's like it's like when i get an email from like a former student and i'm like oh my god you remembered Uh, me you told me amazing yay so let us know (laughs) yeah so sierra
1: Why did we talk about rulerships and empty houses today?
0: Oh my God, because the stars made us do it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Okay, goodbye.
1: (laughs) Bye.